Well, who's ready for at the movies? You guys ready? I am too. Each year during the month of July, we take our time uh, for this fun series. It's really fun. What it is at the movies, you might be asking. By the way, if uh, this is your first time here, you're like, what did I just walk into? Right? You're like, you don't know. Or if you haven't been to church in a while, uh, this is a, a fun series where we look at uh, some of the most popular and up-and-coming movies, and we pull out biblical truths. Have you ever seen a movie, right? Have you ever seen a movie and you and you thought to yourself when you came across a theme in that movie or, or you heard a phrase or you heard a sentence and you were like, hmm, that'll preach right there. You ever said that? You ever said that during a movie? That's exactly what this is. This is our attempt of trying to pull out some of those themes that we often find in these movies and connect biblical truths that, that we see in Scripture. Now, um, it, it's a fun and creative way, I, I think. It is a fun and creative way to communicate those timeless truths that we see in the Bible. And as a, as a church, we've always said that we wanted to be a life-giving, gospel-centered church. Now, what does life-giving mean? Life-giving means that we want to see lives change. We want to see lives change by the power of the gospel. People coming to know Jesus and changing forever. But you know what else life-giving means to me? Life-giving means to me that church can be fun. That it doesn't have to be like the stick-in-the-mud kind of a place where, you know, you got to be all formal and dressed up and mind your P's and Q's. I really believe that church can be a fun place to look forward to, that you can, like, really look forward to getting together with the people. You know, like, I, I want to be with my family. I can't wait for Sunday to come so I can be with my family and eat those yummy bagels, right? That's, that's the type of feeling. That's, how, that's the kind of church that I want to be of. And I think, man, what, what funner way to share truths from the Bible than by watching a movie? trailer together, right, and pulling out some of those chip, uh, some of those troops. Now, you guys just finished watching the trailer for the movie Captain Marvel. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love comic book and superhero movies. Now, some of you guys, some of you are sick of it, right? I'm not. That's not me. I love my comic book superhero movies. I love the action. I love the graphics. I love the epic comebacks. I love everything about it. By the way, who has already seen Captain Marvel? Raise your hand. Wow. All right. Most, mostly everybody here has already seen uh, Captain Marvel. Listen, growing up, I used to collect comic books mostly because I used to love to draw the the covers. So I, I I still have stashes of them at home, all over the place, collecting dust. I have all like all the movies on DVDs. I'm a big fan. Now, Captain Marvel is an interesting character, isn't she? Yeah. Because unlike the, she's not a mutant like X Men. She wasn't bitten by a radioactive bug like Spider Man. She actually gets her powers from like a, some crazy explosion. Now, guys, I'm not gonna bore you with the plot. Because honestly, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get the plot. It's just really confusing. And she's really, is interesting. Like, whenever you mix uh, alien life and other planets, uh, the story gets super confusing. Now, some of you, like, really hardcore comic book buffs, you, you get it. And you want to, like, jump up here and explain it to everybody. I'm going to try my best, okay? I'll give you the big idea and, and how it connects to what we're talking about today. Now, be, because of her powers, uh, she's taken advantage of a Kree commander who suppresses her powers with an implant behind her ears. So she has access to these amazing powers, uh, but it's, it's suppressed. It's not quite as much as she actually can tap into. She has this amazing potential that she can tap into, but she can't because this implant is holding her back. And throughout the movie, she's attempting to regain memories. You guys caught that in the trailer? She's trying to regain memories of her former life, you know, before the explosion that gave her powers, all while also trying to battle the shape-shifting alien race that she's, that she's fighting against. Is it confusing for you yet? It's confusing for me. Right in it, like, it was, I had a headache trying to figure this out. Now, I was actually, I text, this is a true story, I text my comic book friends. I was like, yo, is she an alien? Like, like is she like Supergirl? What's the difference or whatever? And they, they explained everything to me. Now, like I said, guys, we're not going to get into all the details, okay? But as far as the connection that I want us to see today, 
realized that she has this amazing potential that she could tap into, but she doesn't because she's stifled by this device. Now, the movie journeys through her discovering her truest potential. And she eventually does defeating the enemy because the good guys always win, of course, right? Now, as I was studying this plot, as I was studying this plot line and trying to see how it connected to us, I began to think, how many of us have this amazing potential to really do amazing work for the kingdom of God and to spread the gospel, but we are unable or unwilling to because something is blocking it? There's something blocking or stifling those God-given gifts that God has given us, those talents, those abilities that God has given you to serve our church, to serve our community, but there's something that's blocking it off. You know, sometimes what's blocking it is a lack of self-esteem. You have questions, you have self-doubt. Maybe you think to yourself, man, there's no way that I could do this. There's no way that I could do that. You know, I'm not good enough. I have, you know, you don't know my past, all the things that I've been through. I would never be able to do it because what would people think about me? What would they say about me? Sometimes what, what's blocking is that you simply don't know what your gifts are, right? You're not sure. What are the unique ways that God has gifted you? What are the ways that he's, the unique ways that God's wired you to do and to help others and to serve others? And you need help finding out what those ways are. Now, Captain Marvel, all along, she had these amazing abilities to serve and to protect the weak and the vulnerable from the enemy, but it was stifled by a dampener. You know, likewise, everyone in this room has amazing potential to serve one another, serve each other, to serve this community, and to push back the gates of hell and expand the kingdom of Jesus. But you have a dampener keeping you from doing the most that you can do for the glory of God. Now, if anybody relates to that in this room. So today, we want to look at what God's Word says. To see what it teaches us about the gifts God has given us so that we can be a blessing to others. Do you know what I would love to see, honestly? Real talk, I would love to see an army of believers fully functioning in their, God, uh, in their God-given purpose to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ here in Bushwick, in your workplaces, with your friends, with your families, and here in this community. And so for the remainder of our time, we're going to look at three things real quick that we're going to kind of connect from this, the theme of this movie, and we're going to connect it to what we see in Scripture. So if you have your message notes, you guys can go ahead and take those out. You should have received some message notes. By the way, if for some reason we ran out of, uh, of notes or whatever, you can go on the Facebook page, the Sword Church Facebook page. You can follow along there. You can open up your Bible app. The notes are there as well. And so in case if, if we ran out of uh, notes to take, you can follow along uh, online digitally there as well. Uh, but, man, I love to hear the clicking of pens. And so if you want to take notes, here's number one in your notes. Everyone has been gifted by God and has a role to play. Amen. Everyone has been gifted by God and has a role to play. Look at what First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says. It says this, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to what? Use it to? Serve to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. Guys, according to this verse, how many people have received gifts from God? How many? Everyone. It says each one has received a gift. That means that every single person that is here has been given a special gift directly from God to be used for His glory and for the good of His people. If you're in here today and you're like, Danny, even me? Yes, you. I'm talking to you as well. Everyone has been gifted by God and has a role to play. In his letter to the churches in Corinth, the verses that we just, uh, uh, not the verses that we just read, but some additional verses in the book of Corinthians, Paul uses the analogy of the human body when he's talking about the church. And he says, man, each person in the body of Christ 
the church is like an individual part of the body. For example, he says that there are many members of the body that works together to form one body. For example, you have eyes, you have ears, you have a nose, you have a tongue, mouth, you have toes, feet, fingers, right? And all those pieces of your body formulate one, one unit, formulate one body. They're all different parts and they all have their unique function, but they all together form one body. And this is how he compares the body of Christ. That we all have different roles to play, and we're all different parts of the body, yet we all form one body collectively. And all body parts are unique, but they're all important. And guys, it's the same with, with you and with me, that we're all different parts of the body. We all have different jobs and different roles, but together, we all form the body of Christ. Together, we form the church. Now, what are the gifts that God has given you? And how are you using those gifts for the glory of God and the good of His people and for this community? That's the question. What would happen? What would happen? Dream with me, guys. What would happen if we all use the gifts and talents that the Lord has given us? What would happen to our church? What kind of impact might we have as a church in our community, with our friends, with our family, with our neighbors? Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing a church mobilized, utilizing their gifts and talents for the glory of God and the good of others? Well, some of you might be asking yourself, how do I discover my gifts, Danny? How do, how do I figure out what it is? I want to give you two practical tools. Real quick, I don't want to spend too much time in this, but real practical, you can write this down on the side, on the margins if you want. Here's a practical tool that you can use later this afternoon if you wanted to. Here's a website, giftstest.com. Giftstest.com, that's not a joke, it's an actual website you can visit. And uh, it's not perfect, of, of course it's not a perfect tool, but it is a resource to help you determine more or less what might be some of the areas that God has gifted you in. Think of it like a good starting point to discover some of the ways that God may have gifted you. There's a couple questions that you answer honestly, and then it, it reports to you top five gifts. It's not a perfect tool, guys, by the way. It's, you know, it's flawed for sure, but it's a good springing board you know, to get started to figure out what are the ways that God's called you. Here's another practical thing that you can do. Have a conversation with someone who knows you well. Because maybe it's hard to see in the mirror what your personal gifts are, like what are the gifts and talents that God has given you. But somebody that knows you well will tell you right away. Oh, no, 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 you're, you're good at, you know, meeting new people and greeting them and talking to them. You're really good at that. Oh, no, man, you're really patient. You know, you're, you're really good at, at dealing with difficult situations. You're really good at navigating that. Someone who loves you, someone who knows you well will tell you. You know what I would love after church? I would love to hear the buzz in the room as you guys go finish off the bagels and the coffee. You guys talking about that. Yo, so what am I good at? What's my, what do you think my gift is? I would love to hear that uh, throughout at the end of the service. I would love for that to start, the, start, to start unleashing the potential inside of each and every single one of us, functioning in the way that God has called us to. Everyone has been gifted by God, and everyone has a role to play. Yes, even you. Here's number two in your notes. Don't hide what God's given you. If God's given every, every single one of us a, a gift and a role to play, then don't hide what God's given you. You know, Once you've discovered God's gift, don't hide it. Those gifts were given to be put to use. Here's what Jesus said in the book of Matthew. Uh, it says this, and you have it there in your notes, and it's also on the screen. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read three verses, 14 to 16. It says, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, what does it say right there? Read those next couple of words. Let your light shine before others. Now here's why. Read the last part of this verse with me together. Here's why. Ready, go. 
so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Would you guys underline the last part of that verse? That they would give glory to your Father in heaven. Now guys, some of you are hiding the gifts that God has given you. And when you do so, you hold back the blessing that God wants to pour out both in you and through you. But the gifts that God has given you is not to hide under your bed or to collect dust bunnies, but instead to be used for His glory. By the way, if you guys notice, the passage isn't talking about you being the center of attention, right? About you receiving the praise and you receiving the accolades for your wonderful talents. This isn't about stroking your ego or gaining the applause of man. The key is in verse 16 where it says what? That it would ultimately bring glory to who? That it would ultimately bring glory to God. Once you discover the ways that God has gifted you, it's your responsibility to put it to work, to serve God and to serve others. But if you hide it, guess what? Nobody benefits from it. You know, when, Mer when Hurricane Maria hit, you guys remember this, right? It was reported all over the news and through various media outlets that there were literally tons and tons and tons of supplies that were delivered to the island of Puerto Rico, but they were hidden in some lot somewhere because there was no... There was no way to get it to the right hands. You guys remember that? What good was all those supplies sitting in those containers collecting dust? What good did that do? While there were people that were, there were many, many people that were desperate for food. They were without electricity. They needed generators. They needed medicine that was in those containers. They needed clean drinking water. They needed clothing. What good was it sitting in those containers? You know, likewise, guys, what good are the gifts that God has given you hidden on the proverbial shelf, collecting dust, unused, unopened, and unutilized? What good is it? Here's what truly amazed me. You know, God could have done whatever He wanted to. He could have used whoever and whatever He wanted to bring about salvation to, and to serve His people. But you know what He chose? He chooses to use you. He chooses to use me to serve in that capacity to one another. He could have done anything. He gives us talents and gifts and He uses us to share the good news and to build one another up. Isn't that amazing? He could, have, he could have speak in clouds, like in the Old Testament, through pillars of fire. He could use a donkey if He wants to, speak through rocks. But He decides to use you and me. And He gives us gifts and talents to be able to communicate the good news of the gospel and to serve one another. But what happens when you hide it? Man, when you hide it, there's something missing. You're the only you with the gifts that God has given you at this time and at this moment, in this place. And when you choose to hide it, we miss out big time. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. Let your light shine. Swerve Church, let your light shine. For what? So that it would bring glory to God. So that the church would be built up and so that it would be strengthened. And so that we would lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Don't hide the gift that God has given you. Here's number three in your notes, the last point. You guys ready for this? Number three, we are better and stronger together. We are better and stronger together. Look at what Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5 says. It says this, Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same functions, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. You know, my wife, Melissa, and our son, Christian, they love to do puzzles. I don't know if anybody here likes to do puzzles. Raise your hand. You like to do puzzles, some of you? All right? I hate it. I hate puzzles. What's so fun about it? Honestly, it's like torture. 
you know, you sit down, you take these millions of pieces, they, they try to make them all fit together, and you try to make it look like the box that it came in, right? You know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about everything about hell, but I'm pretty sure puzzles will be down there. You know, it'll involve doing puzzles for sure. No, but what's interesting about puzzles, though, is that no two pieces are exactly alike, right? Each piece is different, and each has its unique place to formulate this beautiful picture. And if a piece is out of place, what happens? It doesn't fit. You can try to jam it in place, but it just doesn't go there. If a piece is missing, then what happens? The puzzle is incomplete. I need you to see the church like a big puzzle. And each of us represents a different piece of the puzzle that makes up this beautiful picture. I need to see you guys as those beautiful puzzle pieces. And when one of those pieces are missing, the picture is not whole. There's a void. Each piece of that puzzle is important. And guess what? So is each and every single one of you. And this is what is being said in this passage. That there are many parts, but that all those parts formulate one body. Each part is different. Each part has its job, but it all formulates one. You know, last summer, man, I thought I lost my van. You guys don't know I drive a 2007 Dodge Caravan. It's a hoopty, a hoopty of hoopties, you know. The doors don't open, the windows don't go down, it's beat up. I thought I lost it last year. It literally shut off turning onto Cooper Ave off of Cypress when I came off of the Jackie. So those of you from the neighborhood, you know that's like a super busy intersection. The car, it just shut off. It left me there. Anyway, long story short, my good friend said he was going to help me. He used to do mechanics back uh, where he was from. He said he was going to help me save the car. He gave me this long list of, of things to buy. It felt like I was going to the parts store every single day, you know, for like a week, buying all these different parts. And we took apart, yo, we, we put the hood up, we unscrewed every bolt, every nut. We took, we took apart all these trinkets, gadgets, gadgets, and doohickeys. I think that's the name of all the technical terms for all those parts. And anyway, man, we were under the beating hot sun, under taking all that apart. We were getting attacked by vicious man-eating mosquitoes. And it was like this huge 3D puzzle. Literally, that's basically what it was, all these pieces. But guess what happened? After several hours, day and a half of working on the car, taking everything apart, putting it back together again, we went to crank and guess what happened? No, it did not turn on. I wish it did. It did not turn on. Can you guess what happened? One piece of the puzzle was missing. One piece of this puzzle was missing. The car would not turn on. We had to take everything apart again to fix this one piece of the puzzle. Guys, that's what it's like with us. You, you're all extremely vital parts of the body of Christ. I know some of you here, there's different people here, different backgrounds, different upbringings, and maybe some of you don't see yourself that way. I need you to begin seeing yourself that way. That each and every single one of you, you're an extremely vital part of the body of Christ. And everyone has their specific function. And everyone has their place to spark the battery or, or kick, kick gas into the engine or turn the tires. Everyone has a specific part, a part to play. And when it's not in place, you can turn the key, but that vehicle is going nowhere fast. But working together, using our God-given gifts to serve one another, to serve our friends, to serve our family, to serve our neighbors, to serve our coworkers, we're an unstoppable force pushing back the gates of hell and advancing the kingdom of Jesus for the glory of God. Now, what are the gifts that God has given you? Are you utilizing your gifts for God's glory? Or are you kind of like Captain Marvel, stifling the full potential before she finally discovered all she had to do was remove the dampener to tap into her full potential? Now, if you're here today, 
and you're not a follower of Jesus, then I want to let you know about the greatest gift that has been given to you. It's the free gift of salvation through Christ, made available by His sacrifice on the cross. Now, in our sin, we were destined for damnation and eternal separation from our Creator. Guys, our sin alienated us from God. It separated us from God eternally. We fall incredibly short of God's glory, but because of God's immense love for us, He made a way for us to be reconciled to Him through Jesus. Jesus lived the life that you or I could not live, and He died the death that you and I deserve to die in our place for our sin. And His sacrifice fully satisfied the judgment we deserve in His death. We have forgiveness of sin. Everybody say amen. But three days later, guys, he conquered the grave. And because God is the author of life, he rose from the dead. The grave could not contain him. And in his life, this, we experience the newness of life. And all you have to do to experience this amazing grace is put your faith off of your own ability to save yourself and onto the only one that can. Accept his free gift of grace. That's all you have to do. If you're here today and you've yet to make that decision, they're right there in your seat. That's a decision between you and God. I'm not going to force you, coerce you, or make you. Because that's a decision between you and God. You can make that decision right there in your seat. In a moment, uh, I'm going to ask uh, the worship team to come back up here. We're going to be led in a time of worship. And this song that we're about to sing, it says, uh, it was the last song that we just sung. It says that Jesus is worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. And then he says, we live for you. And it also asks us in this song, to lead us in His love to those around us. Now think about this. What are the gifts that God has given you? How are you using, how are you using it to live for Him? And how are you using it to, to help those around you? And so as we're led in this time of worship, I want you guys to consider, what does it look like to use all the gifts that God has given us to live for Him and to be led in His love to those around us? Would you guys join me in prayer? Thank you, God, that you have gifted each and every single one of us with gifts and talents to be used to build, to build one another, to serve our world, and to bring glory to you. God, for those who are unsure, help them discover all the ways that you've uniquely wired them to serve. For those that have been hiding, give them courage and conviction to let their light shine before all men. Help us, God, this local church, Swerve Church, to bring you glory, to bring glory to you and to use our gifts to collectively lead people to, to Jesus right here in our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.